It's now time for the nationally syndicated radio show that brings nothing but heat. Spit fire. Save the matches radio. Yes, yes, yes. It's the man behind the boards, DJ D. Poise, and I'm back. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Columbus's own Ingham Street. Oh, man. Like I was saying at the beginning, I've been listening to these guys' music for a long time. I've been a fan since, since the first song that I heard from you guys. Which was Don't Disturb That Groove Don't Disturb This Groove We gotta Man, tap in fam Yeah, y'all gonna love this First of all, y'all are some Some some, some Columbus icons, man Y'all singing and making moves And, and doing music With likes of the Temptations uh, uh, Management Or, or, or uh, producers and yeah, yeah man, that's, that's big, man. And and you've been doing this for years. You've been doing music since six years old. Is that correct? Well, around that time, because yeah, we were two years apart. So I would say yeah, B six and four. What was you singing at six and four years old? Um, the the Jacksons and like. Oh, Jason Okay. Yeah, because our parents love music and everything, so they had they used to have music playing all of, all around the house ever since I can remember. So I would say like a lot of people be like, "How do you know those songs?" But it's because of our parents. Like, because growing up, you know, most kids for me like they like you know toys and things like that. But I was always into music at an early age, and that and that just stuck with me. You know. So, Go ahead, Wood. I remember four years old singing Staying Alive. Uh oh. Wow. Like singing the whole song, man. Like (laughs) Wow. And then then we would we would write songs, you know, we would just write songs for fun and um we would perform in the basement. I mean it was just like stuff that we did naturally, you know, it was just a natural passion that we had. It wasn't like um, you know, um, something that we just came up with one day. It's just kind of something that we've always done. Wow. It wasn't something that uh, uh, like Michael Jackson or Jackson's where they were trained. You guys were naturally in love with it before you really knew anything about it. About it. You just knew like you spoke it into existence. Like, did you know you wanted to be singers then or it was just what you did for fun? It was just, it was only like, you know, how we, we just entertained, we were just like always entertaining ourselves. Like if we couldn't go to the movies, you know, we would, we would make our own, we would do our own plays in the basement and, and, you know, play it all out. If we, you know, couldn't listen to the radio, like if the record player was broke, we would just start making our own talent shows. So we always just were entertainers, you know, that's just how we pass the time. But to your point, when we got a little bit older, because we have three sisters and they used to sing with us, our dad did have us like he was kind of trying to be the the Joe Jackson making us like he was trying to make he was trying to like own that craft. So he would take us to because um, he had a large family. My mom did, and he would take us around the family, have us perform for our aunties and uncles. He'd even take us to um, his co-workers' houses. Like, there, I remember sometimes we would have, like, three performances or four in one day. We'd just go around and, you know, drive around the city, and he would have us performing for all of his friends and colleagues and everything. So I knew then, like, if he was doing that, there had to be something there. Because I'm, you know, I know all parents, they're going to be proud of their kids and everything. Look at what they could do. But to the extent he did it, and that showed me that we must have had something because he wouldn't have took that much of an interest in it. You know what I mean? So that's how I, I kind of knew we might, you know, might have something more to offer than just playing around. And man, he even, uh, well, he even snuck you into a, a joint when you were, what, seven? <laughs> no, hey, my dad, my dad took me to a nightclub and had me performing. And I, and I thought, like, I'm thinking, it's like, son, get up there and sing. I'm thinking, I'm only going to sing one song. So I get up there, sing the song, and I'm done. It's like, no, you got to do another one. And I'm like, what? 
I gotta get back up there again. So yeah, he was like, he and that happened the whole evening. Like, so I pretty much did a whole concert wow. <laughs> for those people in the in the club. So we were never shy when it came to getting on stage or performing in front of people at an early age. You were like a young Michael Jackson back then. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, man, that's what's up. Were you a are you are you, were you a dancer too? You a yeah, dancer? we did. Yeah, oh, wow. Wow. We still dance too. We still dance. I mean we don't I mean we, we do a lot of vocals so we don't dance as much as we used to, but we still be doing choreography because you know, in our live performance we don't we don't just stand and sing, we, we wanna put on the show even now. So we still do dancing to this day. That seems that seems that's a talent, bro, to be able to dance and sing at the same time and stay on key. You, uh, to me, it seems like you really have to have you really have to be very talented because I would be sitting there like off key or off beat, one or the other. I couldn't, I couldn't do both at the same time and and, and actually sound good. I mean, so the fact that you guys were able to do that at that young age, that's 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 amazing. So, so you did it. Did, so from then, how did you end up in like talent shows or anything? Was that high school or was that just general talent shows around uh, the city or, or whatnot? Well, my, my brother, he actually started out in a rap group. So they were doing talent shows rapping. Uh-oh. They had a hip hop group in the neighborhood and they did a, uh, it was one talent show. And they ended up winning second place. Yeah, we won second place. We had a huge trophy. It was it was a drug free talent show. For the group we were called um, the Deaf the Boys. Deaf Boys. <laughs> yeah, that was the Deaf Boys. I gotta go back. So we were we were called the Deaf Boys, and it was me and some friends in the neighborhood. And we had a rap group, and we we entered the talent show, and we got second place. And we were like, I was I was in eighth grade at the time. We were all in like the eighth grade at that time. Yeah. So you, you still rap? You still rap now a little bit? A little bit. Like we on our on our latest album, um, Streetlights, we have a song called Friend Zone. Friend Zone actually came from nice. our previous album, Paint the Town, but on the new album we did a remix version. Uh DJ Soulchild. Shout out to DJ Soulchild out of uh, Switzerland who did the remix. But um I do a rap at the beginning. And the reason why I do it is because my brother, it was his idea. The whole concept of friend zone was his idea. And he was like, I want you to do a rap at the beginning like how you used to do back in the day. I was like, you want me to rap? He was like, yeah. I was like, cool, I'll do it. So I wrote me a little rap at the beginning. And that gives, you know, get, goes back to that hip hop route. And you still get to incorporate it. So it was cool. It worked out. Peace. This is the Ebony Chief Daddy-O from Stetson Sonic. Stetson Sonic. Stetson Sonic. You're listening to the Spitfire Save the Matches podcast. DJ Deepoys, what it do? DJ But you won't give me the time of day because you think I'm too nice. At first down, but I'm trying to get to the end zone. It's just complacent. I'm in the friend zone. It started out so cool. Every night on the phone talking, we had chemistry that was unreal. Oh, oh. Hanging out, spent all our time together. Now you're telling me I'm just a friend. Let me tell you. If I can't trust the tribe, then we 
try to you know we always try to incorporate some of the hip-hop roots in our music we actually if you go back to the first album we we did as ingram street uh called escapism yeah there's a there's a song on there called deja vu or destiny and my brother raps in that one too we had is a combination of singing spoken word and rap hey y'all i was just gonna say that's a blessing because you know how people have to pay for features and y'all are like a self-contained unit. You don't have to pay anyone to rap. You can do it yourself. So that's that's a good. That's that y'all saving money. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, Sunshine. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, you don't need somebody to do a feature. We got this. No, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll write it and perform it. So I yep. have a question. Uh, when you guys, if you go on tour, if you do shows or anything, if it's a local event or whatever, do you have any like pre pre show rituals, anything that y'all do, like before y'all get ready? I, I don't want to like use the word ritual, but I mean it is a ritual, it's something that you do all the time. Like, do you get ready a certain way? Do you pray? Do you do anything before a show that you do consistently? Yeah, we always um, do breathing, breathing exercises. Uh, there's a few that we do to uh, train your diaphragm. Uh, also, make sure you're not straining your vocal cords. There's a few exercises we do, and we drink plenty of tea and water. Mm. That's good. I can tell y'all drink a lot of water because y'all skin is flawless. Y'all don't even look like y'all have pores. <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, man. Thank you. <laughs> I'm over here looking like the before on a Noxzema commercial. And y'all over here look glowing like y'all look like an Oil of Olay commercial. <laughs> y'all skin is flawless. Y'all look like y'all drink a lot of water. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We, we You're welcome. The, 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 the health routine is important because, you know, part of, um, you know, part of the performance is your health. You know, you can't give people your best if, if you're sickly and so you know we take that seriously as far as taking care of ourselves, making sure we're drinking a lot of water and you know eating the right things especially you know um one 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 person that we look up to his name is eric roberson and uh oh, he, yeah. he only collects a lot well, really? we, we, yeah well we um one of one of the advice that he gave him one of the um music sessions we went to he said when he's on the road he does not drink uh, pop he doesn't eat a lot of dairy 
um, like anything sugary because all of that's going to create mucus and, and he make he makes sure that he takes care of his voice so, so while he's on the road every night he can give his best so i always remember that yeah there's <laughs> definitely a connection between sugar and slim build up and, mm-hmm. and dairy for it yeah they will do a number on you Yep, and so I'm glad you brought that point up because growing up, you know, we always, I'm sure you guys too, glued to the TV for every Grammys and American Music Award and BET Awards. And coming up in the era we came up with, there's been some phenomenal performances that, you know, we can go back on YouTube and watch to this day. But as growing up, I would always think, okay, these artists, they just walk on the stage, they give this great performance. But no, there's, there's a lot that goes into that preparation they don't just get on the stage and even if it's mariah carey or whoever it is they they train and prepare for these performances so that they can be good and that takes that's a process so learning that process and knowing how to you know like my brother said keep those vocals in the best shape they possibly can be in is very important so we can give the audience the best because that's what they came for you know to get a great show yeah i was watching i can't remember the sitcom but it was it was a sitcom. I want to say it was the one that uh, Jamie Foxx did. Dad, don't embarrass me. Um, and um, the girl was supposed to perform at church, and mm-hmm. she was walking around the house, and all she would do was drink tea. She wouldn't talk to anyone. She had a warm <laughs> towel wrapped around her throat. And when when the guy he was asking like, "Why? What was wrong with you?" She was like, "I'm I'm protecting my instrument." I can't speak to you. I have a performance in three days. Please stop talking to me. <laughs> I said, well, it makes sense. It's not like you sling your guitar around and drop it on the ground if you had to perform with it. So she was serious about that thing. She was. She stopped talking and all she would do is drink tea and, and kept her throat covered. I said, okay, I get it. Spitfire Save the Radio, they are
did you guys ever have any like professional training to sing or was it always just like natural or practicing at home with dad or like what well, well i think you you have a a natural ability but it still needs to be honed and so we did we did uh, at a certain point we did get some vocal coaches because if you think about it, even even the greats have mm-hmm. vocal coach. Jackson yep. used to take a vocal coach with him in the studio. Yeah. And, oh. and so, you know, if you want to, you know, be the best to, you know, to maximize your ability, it's always good to have a coach no matter what you do, you know, no matter what business you're in or, you know, Mike, Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player ever. He had a coach. So, you know, vocals are no <laughs> yeah, one one I want to shout out is Roger Parrish. I don't know if he still does vocal coaching, but he's over on the east side of Columbus. We went to him. Um, we um, from the Deaf Boys. We we went to a group called Combination, and then from Combination we went to a group called Up to Par. Now Up to Par was a five member group. We did a lot of acapella harmonies, like Boys to Men and artists like that. So we would we went to Parrish and he he got our harmonies. I mean he got us together because my brother wrote this song called My Lady. Wasn't that the song we worked with him on? That was the first one we worked with him on. Yeah, he 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 got us together on that song, like with all our harmonies and stuff. So I remember them days. Yeah, you got it. Like when you want to, because the thing is, and I know that in this era with social media and you can be a a social media sensation, but and that's great because we do have to, you know network and this is the one of the best ways we could possibly network is on social media but when it comes time to do live we still got to do the old that that motown uh mm-hmm. you know training is is going to help us when we when it's time for us to do live performances and having that um what would you what what word am i looking for classical uh, training yes to to be able to to give to hit all cylinders you know because there's some artists who they're, they're doing great on social media, but when it's time for them to perform, they wasn't, they, they, we still need to own all of that so that we can have that full package. And uh, we still should do that even in 2023. That, that's and, my and advice. The, and the thing is, you, you, you know, back in the day, especially, you know, started with um, Barry Gordy with Motown, you know, where they would take an artist and they would put them through the full factory and, you know, with, uh, you know, vocal training and choreography, you know, Motown, you know, they, would uh, train and enhance their artists, but it's like now, you know, they now with a, a lot of people, so, so many artists are now independent. You know, you don't get that hands-on now, so it's important to do a lot of things on your own. I mean, we we'll even pull up, we'll spend time pulling up clips of concerts of different artists. It doesn't matter if it was old. We'll go back to the '60s and pull up stuff. We'll pull up new stuff and just to just to kind of. Uh, you know, hone our stage show. You know, what was it? What is it about this particular show that that's, that clicked? What is it about their choreography that stands out in different things that, you know, that will take? We're always trying to learn and always trying to improve our craft and, and build our brand and, and get better. So it's just like it's a, it's a constant, it's a, a constant evolution. Yeah, I agree. I just want to. I want to go back to some what Minquel was saying about when you train and you you can be on all cylinders. That is so important because, um, and don't get me wrong, I love her to pieces. But Keisha Cole, she was quoted as saying, "Well, I'm a studio singer. You either sing or you sang, but you can't just say I'm a studio singer because if that's the case, then all you're you're only going to be able to perform in a studio. You're only going to be able to do albums." And what we seen with her, and I believe that she went and had some coaching, because if you remember, she sounded great on albums, but then when she did a live performance, people were like, this can't be the same person, because her her vocals were so different. And so basically, it was just like a lot of studio enhancement that was helping her. So when you have someone who trains their voice, they can sing in a studio, they can sing publicly, they can sing in the bathroom, they can sing in the mall, they can sing on the corner. And that's a, that's those are the people who can sing. And that's, you know, that's how I would describe you all. I'm sure you all could just sing right now, just right off, you know, without without any problems. Whereas, you know, and not everybody can do that. And that training will help with that. But what I will say about Keisha is I've never I, I, first I want to say I'm a huge fan, lover. Oh, I love I love her. I loved her since um 
what was her first single? Not I've changed. Was it I've changed my love? mind? Or? I like that song, Love. That was the one that first put her on my radar. That, yeah, and then just she came out with um the song Let It Go with Lil Kim, and yep. then um, I remember and all that. But she I been, like that song with her Diddy, and she did one with uh, Kanye. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yep. But, but what I will say about her is that I don't. I've never seen her live, so I can't speak on. I've seen her live. Did you? Where? Where? When did you see her live? That was in 2014 in Cincinnati when it was New okay. Edition, Neo, and Mink Edition, and Chrisette Michelle. But I will say, at that time, when I seen her in 2014, her show was amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She yeah. she ended up getting she ended up getting some coaching, so she improved. Because when she came out with Love, and then she, I want to say it was an award show that she did. And people were just like, wow, they clowned her really bad. And then when I heard her again live, I was like, oh, she has some coaching. She went and got she went and got that instrument tuned. And you could tell the difference. So there's a value in that training for sure. And look here, if you're going to be on the bill with the Christette Michelle and you're a female mm-hmm. artist, you better have that thing ready. Because <laughs> Christette is not to be played with. He's another one that I love. I love her too. She's amazing. Yes. You guys are, you're talking about some amazing artists. Yes. So, no, I appreciate that point. But, yep, I would love to see her uh, both. I've never seen either one of them live. I know Chrisette Michelle came. She came to Columbus way back. She, I remember I heard about the show. She came with Solange, Beyonce's little sister. She ain't little no more, but she was just starting her. out. I love Solange and I love so Solange, much. too. And, and I think it was Raheem Devon, and I heard they put on a great show and I, I want to say it was either at the icon it was that one it was it was downtown um but the it might have not been icon whatever place they were at i don't think that it's um in business any longer but yeah i heard about that show or was it so so talking about people who can sing i want to ask y'all and they can be alive or maybe they're gone from this earth what would be each of your dream collaboration individually and then for you all as Ingram Street together, what's your dream collaboration? And you could pick somebody who's not even here anymore. <laughs> this is a dream, y'all. Okay. Uh, that doesn't have to be so like a, a, a another singer. Let me see. Man. No, it can be whatever you want. If you want to sing with Shaq, I mean that. Uh, <laughs> you, this I've is always wanted to uh, uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Okay, wow. I've always wanted to work with them. Yeah, that would be toward the top of my dream list for me. Okay, now if they were going to produce or or you were going to work with them, would you bring on an artist? To perform with you, would you have any features, or you they just will work with Woody alone? Ah, uh, you know me, 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 and me and my brother. Okay. <laughs> yep. And um, as far as the actual vocalist, uh, I, I say Elder Barge. Oh yes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, Elder Barge for me. That's my that's my cat, man. He's uh. He's amazing. He's, yeah, we, we we grew up as the Barge fans too, so yeah, that would be great. <laughs> y'all could have been y'all could have been cousins. <laughs> y'all y'all fit y'all fit right in. Y'all got that whole little little sexy flexy light skinned thing going. Y'all know y'all do. <laughs> y'all fit right in with the DeBarges. Yeah. All right, Miquel, your wheels are spinning. What what you got for us? Um, along with what Woody said, I would say I would want to work with Babyface, like as a producer and an artist. Like I think he's always like he's the the versatility that he has. Like to me, like in the '90s, the soundtracks he wrote, like with Soul Food, for example. You know, it was a group soundtrack. Every group that was on there was their own style, but he was able to bring out the best in them as a group. Then waiting to excel, every female artist on that soundtrack, he made it those songs he wrote them to their sound he didn't try to change them and I, that's a good producer is someone who doesn't try to change the artist but he takes what they have and he takes it to the next level and that's why I want to work with him as a, as a producer and probably artist like he could even do some backgrounds or a duet with us yeah, I wouldn't mind that <laughs> hey, hey, hey man one of uh, 
one song that I've always I said, man, I I, I want to write a song like that. It's from the Deal's first album. Deal had a song called Sweet November. Sweet November, yeah. but Troop made it. Troop made, made it too. Troop yeah. remade it. And yeah. I've always wanted to write a song as as hot as Sweet November. Man, that is an iconic song. Mm-hmm. If you were ever in love back in those days, that was on your cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had it. But, yeah, we had it on one. We had it on a... <laughs> but but you know, I just just ever just because I've been reading on social media about this situation with Anita Baker and Baby Faith. I don't know if y'all know, and I think that that's disheartening. I wanted that, to um, ask y'all to touch on that because you know, let me just say before we go on, we don't do a typical interview style. This mm-hmm. is just like a chat. We're getting together. We're discussing Ingram Street. So, yeah, please. I wanted to ask you, since you brought up Babyface, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I, I feel like um, there, there was, from what I understand, there was a situation where um, there was some technical difficulties at one of the concerts. But instead of Anita allowing Babyface to still at least do a brief set, she kicked his set off completely. And the fans were upset because they were like, well, we pay money to see both artists because Anita... With all due respect, she's an icon, she's a legend, but so is Babyface. So, you know, that, that that is an equal, to me, the equal thing. You know, if you're going to go to that concert, you want to get the best experience and you want to have both the best of both worlds, which is both of them getting to perform. So that was something that I was a little discouraged about. And then I guess there was something else that happened where... She says that her that Babyface's fans was attacking her on social media, so she felt like her, um, how did they put it? She felt like she was uh, her uh, her brand. Yeah, her brand was was being compromised and and um, and so forth. So she ended up just that's the reason from my understanding is why he's not even on the tour. But the good news is he's having his own tour. that's what I said something good came out of something bad because we needed a Babyface tour and for real for real Babyface has more hits to his credit than Anita Baker does yeah I mean that's the thing if you if you of all the songs he's written, his solo albums alone. Okay, well let, let's just go with his. Let's just go with Babyface as a solo artist. Yeah. Babyface could headline his own tour from his own catalog by himself. That doesn't even include the deal. Doesn't even include all the songs that he wrote for other people. Look, yeah. if he if he did a Prince flex like Prince that one one night in Paris where he just got on stage by himself. He could just do his first album and that would be a hit show because yeah. his first solo album. Oh, my God. That that I mean, album is iconic. Mm, Chivalry, uh, the, the remake of You Make Me Feel Brand New. Yes. And it's yeah. still it's still like to me, the mark of good music is when it stands the test of time. Thank so if you. I can play this Thank in 2023 you. and I still get that nostalgic feeling and I can think back to where I was when I first heard it. I still feel good about it. That's when you know you got a good song. Yeah, you know, music would be like fine wine, man. It gets better with time. Yes, it does. Like if it's, good if music. Yeah. If it's something, especially if you haven't heard it in a long time, and then you hear it again, and it's like in the way it hits you, it's, it's like it's 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 all the feelings that you had. Yeah. Memory that you had around the time when the song was out, the memories that you built, it's like everything comes back the moment that you hear that song again. I have a Facebook group called Vintage Sunshine, and that's how we got started. My friend Shaman, he was in Iraq at the time. Is Iraq or Kuwait? And so this was back like when you would get on Yahoo Messenger and you could play music and send songs. And so myself and my roommate at the time, we would always keep him company and we would share old school music. So we were listening to the Shy Lights and the Delphonics and the Whispers and Natalie Cole and Linda Jones and uh, uh, just was Dave Bruce. And we were listening to all these old school Bobby Womack and and. we were talking about the song by uh, Dr. Buzzard's original Savannah band, the song Sun Shower. 
and the song Sunshower was playing in the movie Boys in the Hood in the background when the mom was yelling at the kids out the front door. And I, I was like telling him how like I love that song and he was tripping off the fact that I knew this song. And so we started this group called Vintage Sunshine. And so we just share old school music in the group and we discuss the music. To me, I just, there's nothing like old school music or music that has that old school feel to it. And so that's why I like your music because your music is, it sparks nostalgia because you're actual crooners. You sing and you have like, it's like a modern spin on good old school music. Oh, thank thank you. you. So you're welcome. That's a gift to be able to do that. I love that you that, that you um, you are so into the movies that you can hear the soundtrack in the background even because in that scene in Boys in the Hood that yes. music stands out but a lot of people it went over their head because they're just paying attention to the actual scene but you paid attention to the music too I love oh, it I, so, I pull music out of music I love it so much <laughs> so I'm gonna give you another example of that so in the movie Love and Basketball. Um, there's a scene in the movie where Q's parents, it's, it's his mom and dad, and you know, he loves, you know, because any kid, when their parents are not working out, it, it, it hurts the kids, you know, but there, there's a scene where the mom is by the pool and there's a Marvin Gaye song playing in the background. That Marvin Gaye song is the jam, but I didn't know the song and then I found it. <laughs> so now it's part of my it's part of my collection because of that movie and I don't know the name of it. I'm not as good as you. Do you, you have a lyric? Um, I'm gonna try to pull it up. You is know what I'm talking slow, about? Is it slow or fast? It is a flow. Oh, it, it was slow because that was when she found is out. Is it the, the makings of you? No, that no. no, it was. Um, yeah, go ahead, Woody. It was when what? You talking about the pool when she found out that? The husband yeah, remember she hired, hired the um, hired yeah, the private she, investigator. She the private investigator and he came back with the picture. She was sitting yeah. by the pool, and yeah. that, that Marvin Gaye song was playing, and that song is that that was a jam. And I, I, our our mom and dad were huge Marvin Gaye fans, and I had never heard that song up until that point, so I had to find it. And I'm so mad that I'm I'm drawing a blank on the title. But I'm gonna find it for you. <laughs> well, wait, oh. we want to go back and watch that movie again. I'm like, <laughs> man. I, well, well not, um, to, not to not to get off the subject, but while we're on the subject of Marvin Gaye, you know, sometimes when an artist will sample a song, it'll make you go back and, and find out where the sample came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, G-Unit sampled Marvin Gaye. I went back and heard um, the, the name of the song by Marvin Gaye was Come Live With Me Angel. It was on the I Want You album. I'll go back and play that whole album. Now that's one of my favorite albums. <laughs> At least that our generation does. G-Unit and Joe. Is it Wish I Didn't Love You So? Wish I Didn't Love You So. You got it. I found it. Yep, that's it. Wow. So I didn't know that song until that movie. And that's why I love like you. Like I love when I go to the movies, I love the soundtrack. And I know soundtracks are a dying breed in 2023 we don't have them as much as we did back in the day but some of the best soundtracks of all time 90s had the best ones oh uh, above the rim poetic poetic justice jason's lyric the best man um love jones i mean i could go on these are whole soundtracks where you have different artists on the soundtrack and it plays like it's an album it's the the continuity is amazing and and that helps the movie it's like it's a marriage with the movie so when, we, when I went to see Transformers, this latest one, the soundtrack. Hold is on, man. You That's might be giving out a spoiler. <laughs> no, I'm not. I wasn't going to tell Whoa. them if they haven't seen the movie oh, okay. yet. I wasn't saying anything about it. I was just going to say I love the soundtrack. So if you oh, you know what? Movie, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just going to say if you haven't seen the movie yet, you if you if you're into the Transformers and you go see this new installment, um, you're going to love the soundtrack. It's just amazing.
important to you guys uh, achieving a record that sells millions of millions millions and millions of dollars or a record that influenced millions of people I'm I'm more so if I had a choice between selling more records or being more influential I would say being more influential because that's lasting you know you have because we could think about even like all of us here are, are lovers of music and sometimes, like, I'll be thinking about songs that stand the test of time. But if you look at w- where they placed on the charts at the time, some of the songs weren't even singles. For example, Reasons by Earth, Wind & Fire, it was never released as a single. Really? Isn't She Lovely by um, Stevie Wonder it was never released as a single. But those are classic songs. Everybody knows those songs. Like, even from- today. Yep. Even today. So... To me, the the influence is more important because you're given, you know, if you can make a classic song that stands the test of time, then other people will will be inspired by that and they'll make something great. You know, you're given you're given something more back instead of it just being, you know, I, of course, I can't say that if, if I want record sales would be great because, you know, that's going to that's going to set you up. But I don't want it to be at the cost of my creativity. I would rather have that influence over anything. So that's that's my answer. Hey, I mean, yeah, re- record sales would be great, man. I mean, you know, part of, part of why Fast doing it, yeah, I mean, you want to make a living doing what you love, but you know, right, if you're picking between the two, one of the things that you know is a gift of being an artist is that when you make a song you're affecting another person's emotions. At the, at the moment true. that person listens to your music, you have them emotional. Mm-hmm. And it's powerful right. because you can make, you can, with your, your song, you can make a person feel like they're on top of the world. You can make a person feel, you know, aggressive. You can make a person feel so many different moods just because they're tuned into your song at that moment. And so those lasting memories, you know, if that transcends generations, a song that you created, and it can make a person, you know, feel inspired, 
I think that goes a, a more, you know, that goes of much further than just selling records. So, you know, for an artist, it's a it's a lot deeper thing than just, you know, selling millions of copies. You want to influence somebody's life in a positive way. Look, sure. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm sorry, Sunshine. I was just gonna say, case in point. I'm gonna give y'all an example of this. Even though this group has sold millions of records, I think the influence is even stronger than their initial run, and that's New Edition. Because when the New Edition movie came out, generations were singing their songs. Little kids were singing their songs. Mm-hmm. They were not around when Candy Girl was out. Cool it now. All them songs was out. They were singing them like they were brand new. Why? Because the songs yeah. are amazing to this day, and. The, the, one of the things that blew me away, and I'm an, a huge New Edition fan, have always been, but did not know, that when they used to rehearse, they rehearsed to LTD, holding on when the love is gone. And yeah, we were not even about that. Like, that song yeah. blew up all over again because yeah. <laughs> the movie, and I know I went back to download it again because I loved it. I, I loved it. So that's just that that legacy it gives people hope like okay if these young kids from boston massachusetts can make a way out then anybody can if you put your mind to it you can do anything you want to if you put your mind and heart to it and yes yeah, they did they, they, they got you know they they had to go through some things with people who were not honest but they survived it and they still stood the test of time they still stand it even today so that's yeah, you, know, right. you, you know what's impressive about them Ming, like we know how it is have, having had a five member group, how difficult it is because everybody has different personalities trying to get on the same page. We've even seen groups in the industry, like look how many members the Temptations have had. Yeah. Uh, and then like you look at Blackstreet, one of our favorite groups, and they've just had all kind of lineup changes. New edition, mm. after all this time, all six of them, the guy that cre- that the guy that replaced the other guy, they're all together. All six of them are together. And, uh, and after 40 years, they can still tour together. I think that's amazing. Mm, that's beautiful. Some of us are here because of a song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our yeah. parents heard some song on the radio. And, and, and they was dating and stuff. Music is, is responsible for a lot of people's existence. That's true. Good that's call, Grandma Banjo. <laughs> I was in love with this child. I was in love with this girl in the neighborhood, and through the fire by Shaka Khan was a song we danced to. <laughs> and look, and you still yes. remember? I still remember. Yep. <laughs> right? Do they even slow dance anymore? Ooh, like, is that a, is that is that a thing anymore? I ain't even going no. there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, 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 i am a i am a i am a you gotta mix it up. You can't have all up simple. You gotta have some slow songs to stretch the vocals and really feel the music and sing so people can know that you can. So I don't think as long as R and B is around, slow songs will never go away. They shouldn't. I don't want them to. No, they shouldn't. There's always <laughs> right, a play. Right. Mm-hmm. No, the songs haven't gone anywhere. The songs is alive and thriving. It's the it's the dancing that goes along with the songs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that that part of the that's the part of the game we're missing right now. Yep. And back when, you were, when we were talking about whether you would want uh, millions of dollars or to influence millions, like case in point is the one hit wonder. You have people literally who made one song, but they are etched in history for that one song. We will never forget them. They made one song. You have people who ate the rest of their life. They ate mm-hmm. off of one song. Mm-hmm. They still so, eating and touring off of that one hit. The, the, yeah, the influence, <laughs> the influence can bring the money. Because mm-hmm. all it takes mm-hmm. is one one good hit, and you and if you got your contract and your points and everything all lined up, you will eat the rest of your days off of that song. One hit wonders. They they still do it. 
And to me, like some of my favorite songs are one hit wonders. I went and searched, like, did they do an album? Did they do anything else? Well, yeah, they did some, but but this was just their one song. This was their opus. That's true, because because even even with because we we know that's another thing too. You have like the yeah. behind the music and the unsung, which we love yeah. that show where so many of our favorite mm-hmm. artists. You're like, what happened to them? But then we realized when we watched their stories, it wasn't some, it wasn't because they didn't want to still make music. They were put in positions right. where they were not able to because of the stuff that happened to them behind the scenes. So oh it goes to your case in point of even if their contract wasn't good. They can still tour and make money off their hits, even though the contract that they signed wasn't even good because they got ripped off or whatever happened with the, you know, fine print. Um, they can still tour off that hit because it was so it, it did so well that people still remember it. So that is a plus, even for those individuals who they may be a one hit wonder because there's so many reasons why people are. Sometimes it's because they, they couldn't make anything else. Or it could, it could be a situation where they signed a bad contract and they couldn't get let out of it because it was such a bad contract and they their hands were tied and they couldn't record anymore. So, you know, touring is a good thing yeah. for those artists. So many things was in the hands of the label back then, you know? Yeah. What, what's next for y'all? Um, well, uh, well, like y'all said earlier, like we, we're working on, we got a show on August the 6th at Natalie's It's on Music Sunday, that particular show. Is gonna be mostly. Oh, okay. um, you come in, come on. Tickets are on, yeah, on Natalie's well, website. Yeah. We're gonna do songs that were, because on some of these Sundays, normally it's always the first Sunday of the month. The artist that they uh, book for that performance does songs that inspired them. So we got a lot of covers, but we will be doing some originals too. It's gonna be a good time. We got the set list together already. So we're gonna be working on rehearsing for that show. Um, we just filmed two videos. We did one for I Just Want Your Love and our next single, which is Throwback. Um, so look out for those. And we're trying to book more dates in other states as well as in the UK. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, everybody out there, Columbus, if you're listening, August 6th at Natalie's in Grandview, Ingram Street, Soul Music Sunday, hosted by Patient Thomas. Patient Thomas. Shout out to Patient. Patient's Come out, you guys. Go on their website, get tickets. We're gonna put on, we're working on making the show the best we can. Now, can I buy tickets for someone else? Yes, you can. Okay, so I'll tell y'all what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna buy two tickets and we're gonna give them away to a viewer or a listener in the coming weeks. We're gonna put it on the Spitfire Say the Matches page on Facebook. We'll announce the winner, but two of our listeners slash viewers are gonna get tickets to the show. Okay. okay. Ooh. Thank you. Let's do that. Oh, you're welcome. Huh? And Doc, Doc if, if you, if you and Mama Bear, I was gonna say, Doc Beasley, you and Mama Bear go, then uh, D Poison, I have to pull up too. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll be we'll be there. Now, um, I gotta I gotta make sure she'll be here to go with me because um, I know her convention is coming. Okay, that's, that's that right. Same time. So, but if she's here, yeah, she'll be with me. His lady is a Zumba instructor extraordinaire, and she's all over the globe teaching Zumba, like literally all over the globe. Oh, that's oh, awesome, that's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, so, yeah, even the baby yeah. does Zumba. I'm like, wow. <laughs> 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 the baby knows the routine. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we want to thank you. We can't thank y'all enough for having us on the show. Thanks for making us feel at home. And, yeah. you know, I felt like um, I've known y'all a long time. Even though I just met y'all, I felt like we've known each other for a long time. So thank you yeah, for that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. That's that good energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out. Shout yeah, out. Yeah, congrats, sure. Congratulations on eight, going on eight, nine years of marriage next year. And thank you. Having your own brown sugar. You got your own yes. movie script. Yeah. Y'all got your own movie script. That's right. And I still like it too. I still like it. I I always tell him all the time. I'm like, it's one thing to love someone, but I genuinely like him. I like being around him. I like hanging with him, and that's important. Because we, some people love out of obligation, but you may not always like your person. But but I like the guy, so that's that's a good thing. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. 
Can y'all give Thank us uh, social media for uh, all those people out there that'll watch it later or listen to the show, oh. the podcast later? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're so everybody. We're on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com/slash Ingram Street Music. We're on Instagram, um, so Instagram.com/slash Ingram Street. Also on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash Ingram Street, followed by the number two. And then we have our own website where we have all of our music, all three of our albums. We got merchandise, t-shirts, there's hats. Uh, man, there's all kind of of our album signed if you want a signature album. Um, oh, and yeah. that is at that www.ingramstreetmusic.com. Do y'all have any vinyl? Okay. Not, Not yet. yet. But we're, we're working, working on it. For the latest <laughs> album, yeah. Because we don't want to the remix and stuff. Yeah. But, okay, and then everything you. is you can stream our music too on all of the, your major platforms but we would definitely love it if you download it from our website or bought, bought a CD because being from the, the album era that we grew up in we believe in packaging yeah. so especially like with, our, with our new album Streetlights you know, if you buy a physical CD you want to get a booklet and you know it kind of breaks down how we came up with the concept and the kind songs and everything. Background of all the songs, and mm. it's got some super photos inside. And and again, we always sign those for everybody that orders them straight from the website. But I appreciate y'all <laughs> coming on here. It's been an honor. Uh, I've been a fan. I'm still a fan. I'm a bigger fan now than I was before. Mm. Now that I really get to see, uh, you, thanks, you guys, bro. Yeah. You guys are. Yeah, and I got y'all on the calendar, so I'll see y'all August 6th. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Pull, pull up to Natalie's. We'll be there. I've been to Natalie's before, so yeah, it's nothing. Okay. All well, right. you know, because just so that you know, have you been to the one in Grandview? Because you know they used to have one in Worthington, but this right, one's in right, Grandview. Right. Okay. Okay. Grandview. Okay. 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 Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. I would have pulled up to Worthington like, yo, what is shit? <laughs> <laughs> I guess some people did that at our last show. They went to the other one in um, Worthington and were like, but no, we had come on over to Grandview. They because okay, they closed yeah. the, they closed the one in Worthington, so they only have the one in Grandview this time. Ah, so, yeah. okay, okay, got you, got you. Okay, yep, I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay, thank sure. you, Doc. We appreciate. It. We look forward to seeing you, Depois. Hopefully, if you can make it too, we you know be happy to have you too. I'll try. Yep, yep, yep. All right, I appreciate y'all, man. And, uh, much success. Thank and, you. All right. Well, hey, you guys, you guys have a great evening. Thank you again for having me. What's left of it? All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to you, fellas. Salute. Salute. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Right back at you. Everybody listening, it's Angel Street on everything and Angel Street 2 on Twitter. So, yeah, go check them out.